Hi, I'm Katie Humphrey and welcome to the Behind the Business podcast. Hi and welcome to this episode of the Behind the Business podcast with me, Katie Humphrey. And today I have an amazing, inspiring, wonderful guest with me today. It's Emily Deluzzi and she is a women's wellness expert and founder of Fit Queen. Hi, Emily. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It's sunny today and I'm so excited for this session and to chat with you. I know I'm, I'm really excited we were having a little chat before we press record and I've just been so eager to get going there's so many things to talk about so many questions and I, I think um, your journey and the things that we're going to cover today are really going to resonate with a lot of people out there um, a lot of women and I'm really excited to know more as well so um on that note, would you like to introduce yourself to everybody and uh, just tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so hello, I am Emily and uh, I'm going to take you back six years because um, it kind of gives you full context of who I am and, and what I do. Uh, so I was working in the corporate world, um, a really quite demanding job, and I had a really bad relationship with my body and food. Um, and I found myself working really hard, but leaving my job and not being able to enjoy my body or enjoy socialising. Um, and I got to the point where I really did want to make a forever change. So I started my weight loss journey and uh, I, I went all in. You know, I, I really wanted to see these visual changes. And when you start to see some changes, you're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, so I got quite obsessive. And I lost a lot of weight. So I went from a size 16 to 18 down to a size four. Um, and I started uh, competing in the bodybuilding world. And at this point, it all became very, very addictive. And I had no idea um, of the impact I was putting upon my body from a health standpoint when I was going through that. I had bad advice. Um, and, it, you know, at that point, I'd been through all sorts of mainstream dieting. I had a lot of psychological issues going on in relation to how I saw my body and how I saw food. Anyway, I got to the age of 22 and I'd lost all of this weight and I was postmenopausal. So I had postmenopausal estrogen levels. I had an underactive thyroid and I hadn't had a period for three years but I had this tiny body that I absolutely hated. So at that point, I realized how damaging, in my opinion, the weight loss industry is. Um, it's not regulated. And we've got lots of you know, mainstream dieting options out there and lots of people helping others with weight loss, but not necessarily understanding the intricate detail of female physiology. And that's what's going on inside your body as a woman. And we are not, um, we need a bit of tender loving care when it comes to going through your weight loss journey. So I guess I came out of that and, and I had a, a, a small social media following that watched me change my body. And uh, I had people, you know, inboxing saying, can you help me, can you help me? Um, so the first point of call was to get myself back to fighting fit and, and, and healthy and regulating my cycles again. You know, at that point I thought I do want a baby one day. Um, so, you know, the, the pressure was on to, to actually find that balanced point of not being overweight and addicted to food, not being underweight and, you know, sabotaging my body every two seconds, but being in a place where I can enjoy food, I can enjoy my life, I can enjoy my career. And like I, I like to put it, I can have it all. Um, so I worked really hard on finding that middle balance, you know, which I think is what we all strive for and find the most difficult. 
especially if you are someone that's on this um, session today and you're like, I'm an all or nothing person, right? I'm talking to you because that's exactly what I'm like. So at that point, people are knocking on my door going, can you help me? And I thought, you know what, I bloody can. I have so much experience when it comes to actually doing the right thing for female, you know, composition and creating results that are sustainable and life-changing and healthy. That I'm going to do this. I am going to help people. And that's what I did. I started helping people. Um, I obviously took my qualifications that I needed to take to be able to get insured and, and support people. And over time, um, I, I decided I sat down with my partner, we called my business Fit Queen. Um, and over time it grew and, you know, we had more people knocking on our door and I got to the point where I was working crazy hours and I was starting to step into that whole unhealthy piece of not having balance again because I was serving so many people. I was trying to be, you know, good at everything, the marketing, the sales, the product delivery, the tech, the accounts, the lot, the legals. And it's overwhelming. You're like batting fires every day, you know, when you're trying to sit in that seat as the business grows. So I think you have to make a decision, you know, do you grow your business and grow the infrastructure and grow the team or do you continue as a one man band? And for me, I wanted to grow. I wanted to step out of my business, have the infrastructure there that it continued to trade without me being in it. So since then, I've um, grown the business. Um, I now have an amazing team that work alongside me. And a lot of my team have actually been through the program initially, which is amazing because they just have felt the changes. You know, they've transformed themselves. Uh, and now we work with the most incredible women, um, a variety of ages, um, focusing solely on their health and wellness goals um, and predominantly focusing on weight loss specifically, um, especially with women that have hormonal implications. Uh, we work with the women that have tried it all, got to the point where they're like, nothing's going to work for me. And then we, we come in and go, we've got you. We've absolutely got you. Um, and we work with every client on a one-to-one hyper-personalized level. Every woman is different. So first point of call, if you've tried your weight loss journey and you've tried a mainstream diet and it wasn't customized for you, that's a big alarm moment to go, actually, you deserve tender loving care and you deserve bespoke care. So that's what I do now. Um, and my day-to-day -day job is very much uh, keeping harmony inside my business, um, trying to get out there and spread the word as much as I can in relation to what I've sort of spoken about. But that is a very long intro. So I hope you don't mind. No, no, I think it's, it's fascinating. And thank you for sharing that. And I think, I mean, as somebody who has been through all the, you know, generic weight loss programs myself, I think having that, like you said, tender loving care and that really, you know, hyper one-to-one -one thing is, is so important because it just, as I mean, as a woman, I can only speak from my own perspective. There are so many things that affect your weight that you just don't even think about or that feel so big and overwhelming, like hormones, for example. So I'm, um, I suffer with PCOS and that makes it harder to lose weight. So I've been told. I don't know the enough science about it to know whether it actually does or not, but I think the psychology is as soon as the doctor said to me, you know, you've got PCOS, this is why you're overweight and you will struggle to lose weight. That instantly was kind of planted in my mind of I'm gonna be fat forever, you know? So, um, but when you go to these mainstream 
slimming places and say, you know, weight loss places and say, you know, I've got PCOS. They're like, oh, it's fine. Just, you know, just follow the plan and you'll be fine. And it doesn't work. So having that, you know, real bespoke one-to-one stuff, I think is just imperative for your health. Yeah. And actually, what if I told you that there's some direct benefits to having PCOS when it comes to your weight loss journey? Because I actually wouldn't believe you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I have PCOS too. I've got some lovely hairs under my chin at the moment that need dealing with. But there is actually some benefits. And the reality is you just need a setup that is bespoke to your hormonal needs. And once we have that in place, things will come a lot easier. But um, walking into a, a, a dieting option that say unlimited carbohydrates and and and, and and so forth it's not necessarily the best recipe for for you know your diagnosis but uh I do understand I got you know I got put on metformin at um I believe 16 um and at that point I didn't really understand what I was taking but um you know there is such an incredible solution to you know getting symptoms reduced with PCOS and actually seeing your body start to change and also once you start to learn the positives of PCOS you can actually start to build this great bond with your body because if you've gone through this for a while and nothing's really shifted and you've gone through all of these trying it not working, trying it not working, you become so detached from your body. It's like you're over here, you know, and your body's over here. And what we have to do is do this and get you to start really liking your body again. Um, and, and as a byproduct, we see those visual changes, which is, you know, which is great. Yeah, definitely. And I was um, reading your um, brochure earlier and I saw one of the tips on it and I'm just I'm just mentioning this because if any anybody is listening that does have PCOS this was just like mind-blowing information and it was the tip that actually too much protein can be bad for PCOS and it can increase the side effects like the hair on your chin and neck and, and things like that and I had absolutely no idea and I've always been like when I've decided I'm going to try and lose a bit of weight, I've been like, right, let's up my protein because that's what you hear. It, yeah. Mainstream in, in the industry is, you know, more protein, no carbs, that sort of thing. And then I wonder why, you know, I just feel worse because my chin gets hairier and the the belly pouch gets a bit bigger and I feel crap. <laughs> so, so I was just, I just thought that was really fascinating to read. So I'm just kind of sharing that for anybody listening that does suffer with PCOS because I had no idea. And I think that's really interesting. Um, but if we, if we kind of take a step back in terms of your, your journey, I know you've just mentioned that you were put on metformin at 16. Um, that must've been quite a, I mean, how was that for you? Mm, so for me um it all starts with having a sister that didn't have PCOS and could stop at two biscuits and be content with that and pair that with also she's very very academically intelligent and I struggled at school um and I I suppose growing up with my amazing sister I just I adored her and I always wanted to wear her clothes and I and I you know I wanted to not have this constant fight with food and I think find going to the doctor and them saying actually like this could be the this could be the issue is quite reassuring in a sense because you go oh okay well that helps me to understand like why my behavior well now I can understand why my behaviors were different with food because I understand the physiology behind PCOS but at the time I was like okay well I've got this thing and it, it stops me from losing weight so okay this all kind of makes sense kind of thing um, and I guess when I got given the metformin, I didn't really understand what it was. I was like, this is going to change my life. 
you know, I can, you know, there was no, there was no conversation about you need to change the way you actually initiate your life through food and exercise, stress management, sleep regulation, none of that, you know, it was just take this pill, off you go, it will all be, you know, funky dory. And at that point, you know, I had hair coming, I had hair, real hair issues going on. Um, and uh, had quite a lot of like breakouts and so forth. So I, I was quite relieved. And then obviously started taking it, nothing changed. And then gave up on that after, you know, I think probably a very short amount of time, like eight weeks. Um, so yeah, I think at that, at that point, I just felt like I was only really given half an hour and there wasn't really a plan B um, in relation to, okay, well, the metformin hasn't really changed my life. And the reality is, and the thing is, there's only so much that the NHS have capacity to be able to deliver. And I think when it comes to managing these things, obviously, when they're not life life threatening, you know, perhaps there isn't the capacity to actually take a 16 year old through a full course of what's PCOS, how to manage it. And, you know, it's something that actually we actually we think we work with minors as well um, on a very individualized level. Um, and it's great because you get to give these amazing young women you know, such incredible education at such a young age to prevent them entering into this sabotaging phase early on. Um, so I get, I get super excited when we get get a young young bee in because for me, I'm like, oh my goodness, take me back to being 16. If I had this, if I had these amazing, young, fun, wellness mentors in my life that were like, no, 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 sister, you don't need to worry about that. This is why this is happening in your body. I'd be like, it would have given me so much more closure earlier on and given me a better toolkit to be able to cope with it um but yeah I, I suppose it, it's always been a bit tricky with my hormones um and but uh, do you know although it's although it's um been difficult it's given me such an incredible opportunity to just create the most amazing education and knowledge behind how the body works um because when I was going through, obviously, being postmenopausal at such a young age and um, having issues with my thyroid, not having a cycle, you know, obviously I went through the NHS and I, and I um, you know, saw an endocrinologist and so forth. But for me, it wasn't enough. I didn't get enough of the answers that I needed. I wanted to find out a little bit more. I wanted to run some further tests. So I decided to self-study that. I decided to invest in tests from America. I decided to do all of those things so I could actually truly understand, you know, how my body does work. Um, so it's been amazing in that sense, because now when someone comes into the programme and they go, I'm hyperthyroid, I'm PCOS, I'm hypothalamic and anorea, I'm, I'm like, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. And uh, <laughs> it, it's the most powerful thing because you know I like to be able to um give advice based on living and breathing it myself really I think that's amazing and to be able to kind of go into that self-study and learn everything you've learned is is really admirable because there is so much and you know I suppose and this is just completely from my perspective it's almost like where do you start you know there's there's so much stuff out there and there's so many people saying all these different things and for me, it it's always felt really overwhelming. Every time I've kind of thought, right, I'm going to really look into this now. I'm going to figure out what PCOS is. I'm going to figure out what I need to do. I kind of go onto Google and I'm like, well, I don't, you know, it's just that feeling of there's so much there and where do you even begin? Um, so I suppose, where did, where did you begin? Like, how did you start? 
uh, I'll share this with you, but this is not not something to be followed in uh, because it wasn't the it wasn't the right way of doing it. I I went into complete mode of I am going to try and get away with eating as the least amount of food that I possibly can get away with. Um, and I actually got pulled in at work to say, you're not with it. What's going on? Because uh, so this is really interesting as well. Right? So as a woman, we need a minimum of 35 grams of fat to regulate our hormone function. OK, so the, the, the body and the brain is reliant on, on fats. And I was eating a diet that literally had about three grams of fat in at the time. Um, I didn't I didn't know that I that that would affect my memory, my cognition. I had no idea at that point, but I was doing it, you know, and, and, and suddenly I couldn't remember, you know, really important details from the day before that I needed to remember in my work. And I was like, what is going on here? Um, so initially, I, I obviously started really dropping calories you know it would be like a can of tuna on lettuce and so forth but it it it, it didn't you know it didn't create great success it down regulated my thyroid so you know thyroid regulation metabolic rate and because of what I was doing to my body my thyroid gradually was like I can't do this anymore so then I was metabolizing less so suddenly I was burning less calories so I went through something we call metabolic adaptation where basically you're in this position where your body isn't really burning much at all um and you know having to medicate on for that as a byproduct you know lots of cascade problems that came off the back of that now I just want to point out as well that doesn't mean to say that if you've done something like that or, you know, that this could happen to you, like everyone's reproductive system is, is, is different in resilience. Um, we don't really have enough science behind like the resilience of um, each individual person's reproductive system. For me, mine is not overly re resilient, you know. Um, so, yeah, so initially I, I, I did that. But when I came out of obviously competing and having to get my weight back to normal, I had to really, really hone in on focusing on non-negotiables, focusing on growing my internal self-esteem, growing, I am worthy, I am allowed to be this person that has this identity. And I, if you're in my program, you'll hear us talk a lot about identity because we will take you from identity A to identity B. You won't be the same person at the beginning that you, that you are when you fly the nest and leave the program. It's, it's a completely new identity where you do things slightly differently in your life, but not hugely different, you know, but just your, the way you live your life, the way you, the choices you make, they will change a little bit, but they will be aligned with a new identity that you absolutely bloody love. Um, so finding that balance piece was really, really key for me. Um, and also understanding that I wasn't a lost cause you know I, I was allowed to, to to be like my sister Izzy you know I, I was allowed to um be in that new identity that can have it all and one thing I think I said to you when we were talking about the podcast is I came from a place of not really being overly great at school um and really struggling academically um and really struggled I think you know when I pull things apart finding my purpose when I was growing up and uh Actually, I'd say that Fit Queen has supported me to really sit in that role of balance. You know, I, I have to set an example amongst my clients. I have to set an example to even be on this podcast today. And I think that in itself enables me to really keep some great balance uh, amongst my life. But I've learned that you absolutely can have both. You can be a healthy person that has a balanced approach with food and still be happy, healthy and successful in your career. Um, so I truly believe in that. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think I'm quite curious as well, just from a from a business perspective, is the growth of your business um, and how how you kind of started that because like you said you when you set up your own business you start off as a a one-man band and it's really hard juggling all these different things that you have to do and a lot of it is not necessarily in your skill set like I'm terrible with accounts um I do have an accountant because I am that bad um it was my first ever kind of um outsource but kind of going from that one-man band that does everything to the growth that you've seen and that you've um initiated because it it is amazing your business now so do you want to share a little bit about that yeah definitely and it's going to be raw and open and I hope that's okay um but I feel it's my responsibility to really paint the picture of what it is actually like um it's really important to me to do that because it's not easy um and uh there's been a lot of fires uh, and you have to build some serious resilience um, to be able to grow and to be able to grow your skills as a leader to, you know, like I say, create harmony in your business. Um, So I, yeah, I suppose for me, um, one of the, the, the key things is always being open and accepting of learning a new skill has, has been really, really great. Um, being open and confident in your own capabilities. How are we supposed to expect, you know, new team members to get on board and, and, and you know, initiate great work if we don't believe in our internal capabilities? Um, I think just from a business standpoint as well, it's taking the business from, you know, a you being the attractive character to the brand actually having a brand voice and being very clear on what your brand helps people with um, and what your brand stand, stands for. And that, you know, feeding through your whole team that everyone is so clear on, you know, the standards that we operate in throughout the team. Um, for me, though, if I could give anybody one bit of advice that is looking to grow their business you have to carve out personal development time absolutely it's a given and you have to one of the most key most important pieces is relationships you know having incredibly good relationships um so over the years you know i've built relationships with lots of different people uh, in the industry outside of the industry um and they're the people that are so super supportive if there is a fire or i i need some counsel with something and having having that network is so important um, and also building those relationships with your team members and not keeping people in roles if they're not the right fit for the business and trying to put your business hat on and go does this serve the business? No, okay, we need to we need to make an infrastructural change and, and being confident in that um, and trying to not allow your emotions to, to lead all of your decisions. Um, but the, the, I'm gonna go back to the personal development piece. Um, when you start to grow and you start to have team members, you are the driving ship and you are Gandalf. You know, you are the person <laughs> that they come to with their emotional struggles, with their indecisiveness, you know, you are the problem solver. Um, now, that is very lonely 
if you do not have any space in your life to go and have an hour where you solely are able to just express what's going on in your mind because you have to hold it together for your team because they're looking up to you they're looking to you for strength and for clarity so having an like i i um i see a personal development coach every week i've never cancelled on her not not once ever 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 so non-negotiable um you know, I will, I will have my session at an airport if I need to. Like, it, it's a non-negotiable. Um, and uh, for me, that is an opportunity of an hour to go, okay, well, I'm, I'm paying for this. So if I just want to blabber on about all these things that are going on in my mind this week that really stress me out, then I totally can do that. And also what she's enabled me to do is um, evaluate something that's going on inside the business um, or a conversation I've had with an employee and to really think about what's going to create the best outcome and, and how to manage that situation, because she's given me an hour of space to kind of slow down and concentrate and think things through. And then I'm not having to go and talk to my mum about it or my partner or my friends, because that is the one thing I've learned through doing this. It's immensely lonely. And the problems you're batting off are not problems that people in normally in your social world will know how to support you with. So say, let's talk about trademarking, right? You know, my, my mum the other day, she came into my office, she sat on my chair and she goes, hi, I'm Emily and um, tell me about your weight loss struggles today. How can I help you? And I turned around and went, mum, do you think that's what my job's like? And she's going, no, it isn't, is it? Is it? I mean, my mum's very soft, very gentle. And she goes, no, it's not, is it? I went, no. No, yesterday I had this meeting and the legal team and we've got this trademark and da, da, da. she's like, oh my goodness, I just don't even know how you do this, Emily. Like she, she said, I'm so proud of you because where do you start this sort of thing? And it, it, it highlighted to me, you know, the people you love so dearly, they don't have the experience or skill set to, to, to guide you. You know, it's not like preparing for a, an inter, a corporate interview where, you're, where your dad might be able to sit down and go, oh, well, make sure you cover these bits. Um, it's big stuff. It's stuff that no one can help you with. And uh, that's OK. But you have to believe in yourself that you can manage those things. And there's always an answer. Um, but having a space where you can talk to somebody and, and ping pong ideas is so valuable. And what my personal development coach has done is she's enabled me to see where there has been issues in the business in the sense of perhaps people haven't respected boundaries, perhaps haven't boundaries in the business. Um, because I, I grew from a space of, I will give someone a mile, okay, I, at the beginning of running business, give someone a mile, you know, I'm a very trusting, empathetic person. So I, I naturally expect that people will be just as loyal as I am and be you know be super on it and I've had to learn that actually for some people that's not a proactive way of leadership for for some people people need bound some people need boundaries and it's great for them and it's great for the business and uh yeah so she's really supported me to initiate those which has enabled me to have a better quality in my life um so a few nuggets there of things to think about when when scaling up up the business that will really protect you to to grow in a way that actually is really enjoyable yeah and I I, I mean I feel like it's obvious for me to say I couldn't agree more about having a personal development coach but I mean not just because I I am one but I have I have coaches as well I have two because <laughs> I'm greedy uh, but they they both have um different skills and different strengths 
And like you said, it's having that space with somebody who understands what you're talking about, you know, and when, when you have a coach, obviously it is non-directive and they don't tell you what to do, but even just knowing that they understand where you're coming from is just so valuable. Um, and I, I get this all the time with my husband. I mean, my husband is probably my biggest supporter. He is, an, you know, my rock and, and I absolutely adore him. And he's the first person I go to if I'm, you know, if I've got something that's gone wrong in the business or there's a situation that I'm really stressed about or, you know, a decision I can't make. And I go to him and bless him. And I talk to him and he's like, oh, well, what about this? And what about this? And he's employed. So it's completely different. And I get so frustrated with him. And I always say like, you just don't understand. It's not the same. Like I can't do it that way. Like I, I know from, cause I've got a very corporate background as well. And I know that that's how you do it, but it's not the same when you run your own business. Um, so yeah, so having somebody that you can go to and you can talk through these problems or these stresses or decisions or, you know, anything like that and um, is just imperative. And seeing things from a different perspective, you know, like you mentioned about boundaries and team members having different boundaries to you. And I think, because I, I hired a Kickstarter uh, at the end of last year, she's my first employee. And it really took me about three months to figure out how to, to work with her you know because you think brilliant I've got an employee I'm growing the business I'm going to give them all these tasks to do my life is going to be so much easier and less stressful and it 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 is in one respect because um I can give her things that I don't want to do <laughs> like moving one calendar to another and you know boring jobs like that bless her but actually it comes with its own whole host of lessons you know and things to learn doesn't it yeah and I mean no neither you or me got put through a leadership course at school you know it, it, it and it is um it is difficult it is really difficult and it takes a hell of a lot of energy you know if you've got a if you've got a team member that you know is being is, is creating resistance in the business this is a good example you know creating resistance and you have to show up in that meeting and really be very, you know, organized in how you're going to take the meeting, what sort of wording you're going to use, you know, how to create the outcome you need for the business and, and how to make sure you're doing the right thing as an employer. And, and actually, it's, it's a real difficult skill um, whilst trying to run a forever growing business. I think let's hit the nail on the head here with the majority of people that are watching or listening to this, right? is that all of us in business are working in a space that is so immensely adaptable. You know, you have to be thinking on your feet all the time. You know, some of us are reliant on algorithms to market our offerings, right? And, and things change constantly. So you have to have a, a team that is happy and adapted to change. But lots of people don't always like change. They like process and they like continuity. Whereas sometimes that doesn't necessarily meet the business model. Um, and that's something I've definitely found, you know, we, we have to change very quickly. Um, and, and lots of huge companies, the same, that are heavily reliant on selling online. They have to be super adaptable all the time. So it's getting your team to be excited with those changes. But yeah, I think um, leadership in itself is an art um and it's something that actually you know you do tend to need some guidance on and you need some training on um and it's it's um it's 
it's work it's it's hard work initially like you you hit the nail on the head right but once everyone embeds into their roles knows how everyone speaks and as long as you're very clear with your boundaries from the moment go then you know happy days and I always think it's really important as well to um document sort of black and white what the boundaries are so everyone has like a we have lots of standard operating procedures in my business for majority of every element of the business so people can go and look at those or team members will go and look at those and go okay this is a process this is what we follow this is how we manage this and the more you can put onto paper in your business the better because you know if you're if you're if you need to hire someone new you need to change the team around and so forth you've got to start repeating yourself in business because you're wasting time so anything you think actually i'll have to repeat this you loom it <laughs> you document it in writing honestly and it saves you so much time yeah yeah no i i couldn't agree more i um i was a, a virtual assistant and obm before i became a coach mm. so yeah no i am a big lover of um of sops and like you said if you're if it's something you're going to be repeating it needs to be written down and I mean, to be honest, I do them. I even do them for one-off jobs as well, just in case we're going to come back to them. But it's always good to have that reference, especially when you're delegating something to somebody that they know exactly what's expected of them. Yeah. Um, and I've learned that, you know, and, and it's funny because I say I come from a BA and OBA background and I'm a big lover of SOPs. But actually, when I had my first Kickstarter, um, and I mean, she's she's absolutely fantastic, but I didn't. I gave her some um, and I was helping, she was helping me to put some in place, but actually it was like, they were there, but they weren't being used properly. So like she would kind of use them, but I wasn't, I can't think, not forcing, but kind of facilitating the use of them properly. Yeah. Um, so I think That's it's all of you, right? To say, go back to the, like no I'm not going to give you the answer here I'm not, or I'm not going to I'm not going to like create the solution go back to the SOP see yeah. if you can work out the solution you, you know come back to me with your with your ideas and that's on us right that, that absolutely um and uh, you have to get quite you have to get quite like stern with yourself to go come on they won't they won't change unless you implement it at the front end and create the boundary and hold it right so yeah, yeah. definitely I'm with you on that <laughs> well thank you Emily thank you so much for sharing your journey and sharing all about your business and and your growth and everything it's it's been absolutely fantastic really fascinating and I, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today so thank you um where can the listeners find out more about you and more about Fit Queen and if they are intrigued how can they um kind of move forwards with that yeah absolutely so you can find me on Instagram uh, it's Emily um, with a Y and then it's Deluzy which is D-E-L-U-Z-Y um, and yeah I don't actually do any like launches or anything like that because one of our really important elements inside Fit Queen is we want to serve you when the time is right for you and when you know you are ready to make that forever change um, that's when we like to be there be your cheerleader and, and, and be ready to support you so I haven't got anything sort of you know to say sign up within five days because we don't really do that in, um, inside Fit Queen but for us as well it's really key that we have a real great conversation with you before even sort of exploring the program to just find out 
about you and and to give you a shoulder to to hear what's going on in your life and uh, and then we can of course go through some program options with you so you know if you would like to explore that best to reach me in my inbox so uh, either on instagram or i'm over on facebook and lisa Lucy, you can reach me in my inbox there um and then we'll have a good chat with you and go from there fantastic thank you again emily it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you to everybody for listening i will see you all on the next episode Hi, and thanks for listening to this episode of Behind the Business Podcast, the personal development podcast for people in business. Remember to like and share with anybody who you think might find this interesting. If personal development is something that you are interested in, please head to my website, www.katiehumphreycoaching.com and see what packages I offer to support you with this. There is a range of packages from one-to-one coaching to joining my wonderful community membership. Please get in touch if you have any questions and I can't wait to speak to you soon.